life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself to you. Would you lift your hands and let that be your prayer? Oh, yes. And they had no child. 
They had no child. And because Elizabeth was barren, and now they were both well stricken in years. Anybody know what that means? They were older. Somebody said old. Somebody said older. Uh, they were well beyond the place in life to have children. And uh, so Elizabeth was barren and they were both well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office, he performed it. Before God, in the order of his course, just kind of doing the same thing. Every day. Over and over again. ABC 123. According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense. And when he went into the temple of the Lord, he, he did this over and over. Day after day. Year after year. Decade after decade. And he'd been praying and they wanted a child, but they didn't have a child. And they were seeking the Lord about this, and they had prayed about this, but now age had kind of taken hold of them. And probably in a personal place, they had given up on bearing children, having children. They, uh, they wanted one, and a long time ago they prayed this. A long time ago they prayed about this. But now they find themselves where we prayed that, but God's will must have just been something else. Because they didn't have a child. And he kept doing what he was supposed to do. Executing the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense. And when he went to the temple of the Lord, the whole multitude of people this time was different. They were praying without at the time of incense. And suddenly there appeared an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. He kept doing what he was called to do day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. Same thing. No change. Same thing. Nothing different. But this day, something was different. This day, something was different. There appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel of the Lord said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. Thy prayer is heard. There comes a time in life that we give up, we quit, we prayed something years ago, but all of a sudden, when we don't even realize it or recognize it, God comes through in the moment of time, and before you know it, that that you prayed 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, there's an angel standing there speaking to you, saying, hey, God heard your prayer. You see, God's not confined to our time. He's not limited by our minutes and hours and days and weeks and months and years. And, and so God is answering his prayer. For thy prayer is heard. Can you imagine what it would be like if, Sister Banks, you're in your prayer closet and this that you've been praying about for a decade and, and you've been on, on 
you just repetitively go back to that same place over and over again doing that same thing and, and you, you've kind of forgotten about that prayer you prayed and, and you don't even remember that prayer you prayed and it's just beyond time you just don't in your mind say you don't think God can do this anymore or, or you don't think God's going to do this not that he can't do this and, and all of a sudden right there same place same position somewhat mundane praying the same way every day God here I come before your throne once again Lord, and expecting the same thing, but something's different this day. And, and that different is there is an angel there, and that angel says, God has heard your prayer. How powerful is that? How, how amazing is that? His wife Elizabeth shall bear, thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, thou shalt call his name John. Thou shalt have joy and gladness kind of makes me think that they've just been going through the mundane it, you know they, they lost joy they didn't have gladness anymore they, they were doing what they were supposed to be doing they knew what they were supposed to be doing but they didn't have any joy doing it you ever do what you're supposed to be doing but you just don't have joy doing it that's that's kind of where they were and, and the angel tells them not only has your prayer been heard and is going to be answered and your wife is going to have a child but you're going to have joy and gladness and he says and many shall rejoice at his birth for he shall be great in the sight of the lord he's not going to drink wine or strong drink he shall be filled with the holy ghost even from his mother's womb and many of the children of israel shall turn to the lord their god and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of elias to turn their hearts, turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. I want to talk this morning and, and, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've got the same message for both services because I feel like this church and I say that this 9.30 church, it's a church, 11 o'clock service, it's a church. Same congregation, but somewhat I believe that God is about to do something in this church, in this 9.30 church. And with that, we got to have the same vision. we got to have the same uh, connection, and, and, and we've got to have the same buy-in that the people that come to the second service have. And I know that term may not be the best, but I want to preach today the subject of connected. 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 That's what I want to preach. Brother Parks, would you lead us in prayer? Lord, we thank you for your word, for it's living. And it gives us direction, oh Lord God. As the word of God goes forth, anoint Pastor Crutchfield today. Oh Lord, and allow our ears to be open to your word. For the scripture said that you will prepare your people. You give us joy and you'll answer our prayers. There are many that stepped in this morning, oh God, looking for an answer. They prayed prayers for a while and have expectation for the one true God, the all-knowing everywhere at one time God. You're not confined, oh Lord. Begin to answer those prayers today in this service. Oh God, as we connect as a body, 
Your word tells us that without vision, people perish. Yes. But we want to live according to your word. Show us through your word today what we must have for direction in our lives. We ask it in Jesus' name. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. He's worthy. And you can be seated in Jesus' name. I want to talk today about being connected. Connected. And uh, it, it, I want to tell you, the enemy of your soul, the devil, Satan, however you phrase him or point to him or whatever you call him. Luke 22 and 31 says, the Lord said to Simon, 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 behold, Satan hath desired to have you, to sift you as we. And can I tell you, you are a target of the enemy. And Satan wants to knock you off and wants to take you down. He wants to destroy you. He wants to sift you as we. He's in the business of busyness. He wants to get you so busy that you can't focus on the Lord. He wants to get your mind so consumed with other things that God is not what consumes you. Because ultimately, Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10 and 10, the NIV, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I've come that they may have life and that they may have it full in the NIV. Or that the King James says, abundantly. If, if the devil can get you to disconnect from God, he will. If he can get you to disconnect, if he can distract you in a way that your focus is no longer about God or the kingdom of God or the purpose of God in you and in your life, that's what he's going to do because he wants to sever your connection from God. That's what he wants to do. He wants to, you got this amazing connection with the Lord of glory. And the devil wants to sever that connection, but he knows he's not going to get you just to sever that connection with God. Sometimes what we don't realize is how, how important our connection with the church is to our connection with God. So what the enemy will try to do is attack while he knows he can't get you to get disconnected from God so what he will do is he will try to get you to get disconnected from God's church and he will try to get you separated from the body of Christ to where you're not doing what you've been called to do because there is this amazing connection we're connected to God God is the source of our strength he's the source of our power he, he is our hope he is our peace he is the alpha and the omega in our life the beginning and the end, but what we sometimes don't realize is how crucial and how important the church of the living God is in our life. And if he can get, if the enemy can get you separated from the church, get you isolated. Ultimately, I've heard people say it before. Well, I, I don't have to have a church to worship God. I've heard people say that before, but. You give it time away from the church. There's, there's this special power that comes in when two or three are gathered in his name. Something happens when we connect to each other. 
Something happens when we are connected to each other and we, the body of Christ, are connected to God. There's something special that happens. There's something supernatural that occurs and we've got to have that. And if I'm all by myself, yes, I can worship God. Yes, I can go into my prayer room at home. Yes, I can praise Him. Yes, I can feel His presence. But if I'm no longer connected to the body of Christ, that connection with God over time is going to dissipate. It's going to happen. And I'm not going to be as strong, as powerful. I'm not going to operate as much within my calling as I once did. We need to be connected. Look at your neighbor and say, we need to be connected. We need to be connected. John 15 says, I am the true vine. That's what Jesus tells us. And my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. I want you to think about that. Every branch that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. And the branches that do bear fruit, he purges them. Now you are clean through the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in, somebody say it, the vine. No more can ye except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Praise God. I don't know if Brother Steve's got that picture of my grapes. I see. Yeah, it's not too great of a picture. Can y'all see that up there? I got that this morning as I was got up and I went and my wife had gotten these grapes and cleaned them up and they were laying right there on the counter when I got up to go seek the Lord and pray. And I grabbed, I popped a few of them off the branch right there. And when I got to this spot, I, I looked at this set of grapes. I pulled it up. I held it. Took a photo. But I noticed that the ones that I had pulled, they bear fruit. I had pulled the fruit off. were still there. But the thing about it, the, the vine, the whole vine, as you go from top to bottom, did not have any direct fruit. It had branches. And the branches is where the fruit came from. And I just got to thinking about Jesus and how he is our source and he is our vine. And we are those little branches that are designed to receive our nourishment from the vine so that we can bear fruit. And then he says the ones that don't bear fruit, they're gathered and tossed into the fire. And the ones that do bear fruit are purged. So it is a good thing sometimes in our life to have this purging that goes on. And, uh, and then he says, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. 
We must be connected. We must be connected. Hallelujah. Islands are great to visit. How many like islands? You have a good time. It's great to go visit. But how many want to stay on an island? Uh, a few. After a while on the island, you begin to miss that mainland. There are benefits on the mainland that, that you wish, I mean, you at least want to go shopping on the mainland or you, you want to go get something. But I, So islands are great to visit, but they need to be connected to the mainland in some way. When a storm comes up, you, you've got to be able to get supplies to that island from the mainland. And, and, and so there's connection points. There's boats that will come in. There's planes that will come in. They will build bridges uh, to the island. And there, there's also ferries that connect on the island. And, and you see, the island is there, but it is not isolated from everything else. Connection is vital. I always taught and have taught and been taught that you don't burn a bridge that you may need to cross again one day. You don't burn a bridge. I think you've got a picture of that bridge that you may need to cross one day. And people that become, can you grab that picture for me, brother? There we go. No, the, the burning one. Burning. I don't have that one. It's not on there? Okay. You don't need to burn a bridge that you may need to cross again. People become islands often because they burnt the bridge down. They burnt the bridge down. They say things they shouldn't have said in the, in the heat of the moment. In a, a, a quick rush of anger. Or, or, or they get caught with their hand in the cookie jar. You, you know what that's like. You, you've said something and all of a sudden somebody calls you back and you're like, hey, what are you doing? I, you accidentally called me. And you're thinking, what was I saying? <laughs> Nobody's done that before. <laughs> you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar. Anybody ever got caught with their hand in the cookie jar saying things you shouldn't have said, doing things you shouldn't have done? And, 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 and that's really, if you think about it, that's what happened with Judas. He got caught with his hand in the, in the jar or the bowl at the wrong time. And, and yet what he did in this case, something happened to him that caused him to get disconnected. Something happened to Judas that caused him to get disconnected. He started thinking, I could do this differently, or, or maybe we ought to, the budget should go here instead of here. And, and, and what happened is, is he got disconnected, and disconnection changes your view. You don't see clearly, you become isolated and separated and then Judas burned the bridge down don't burn bridges down that you may need to cross over the prodigal son if we know about him the one thing he did he got all his money he got all his stuff he made his brother mad he made his father upset and he left he left but 
it is apparent to me that while he left, he did not burn that bridge down. He left, but he didn't burn the bridge down. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying don't burn the bridge down. Don't burn the bridge down. Sometimes the prodigal just got his stuff and left, but he still had a path back across that bridge to his father's house. He still had a way to get back to where he was supposed to get back to when he found himself in the pig pen eating husk. He knew he still had a path back to the father's house. We in the church must realize we are called to be bridge builders, not burners. Oh, hallelujah. We are called to be connected, not disconnected. We are filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and, and can I tell you, being filled with the Holy Ghost, that means you are connected to the source of power. You're connected to the source of power. Have you ever looked at somebody, pointed at them, Oh, you saw somebody, there's somebody in your life that you knew and you were like, and they have so much potential. Have you ever thought that about somebody? You just, the potential that they have. And sometimes they live up to that potential, right? And then sometimes they never measure up to the potential that they have. Looking at this church right now, we've got the lights and everything's on. It comes in from Georgia Power, and then it comes into this church, into this main breaker system. And there's a main breaker box that kind of powers the whole church. And, and, and it's like all this power is rushing into the church. And then as this power is rushing into the church... Uh, there's a breaker, and if you cut that big breaker, that main breaker on, church has power. You cut that breaker off, church has no power. It becomes disconnected from its source of power. But every time you cut that breaker on, and that power rushes in, that power is sitting behind each one of these breakers and the receptacles and all those things. And, and, and if it is connected, then it will, I'm not sure which one, yeah. So right now, there's a potential of power lying right behind every one of these lights. The wires, the network, it's all connected in, and, and there's, there is potential. But that doesn't mean that it's, that potential is being used to its maximum level. But you can turn the switch on, and all of a sudden that power rushes in, and it provides light. And this is no longer potential. But now this is, it is obtaining what is potential. It is doing what it's designed to do. It's not sitting there in darkness. It's not sitting there with all this power behind it, but doing nothing. But when you when you hit that switch and you allow that power to flow through, that that light becomes what it's called to do. I want to be what I'm called to be, not what I could be. I want to be what I'm called to be, not what I could be. When, whenever the time comes that I go be with the Lord, and, and, and if I have a service, I may not. We may be raptured out of this place and, and go be with the Lord all together at the same time. We'll see how that all works out in the future. But, but the fact is, is, is I, what was said over me, I don't want to be man. He had so much potential. 
he could have done something for God. Oh, he, you know, he, he, he could have done this. Or I don't want to live in potential. I don't want to live with the switch of my spiritual life off. I don't want to be disconnected. I don't want to be disconnected. You see, sometimes the enemy wants us to be disconnected. He wants us to be unplugged from the source. He wants the switch to be off. He, he, he feels that if he can get us disconnected, he can get us where he wants us. But if we get connected, can I look at your neighbor and say, it's time to reconnect. It's time to reconnect. We all, we all, we all sometimes feel this bit of disconnection. We all, we, we come in and God has this divine design for us. He has his purpose in our life and we feel that. We connect with that. It, it, something resonates in our spirit with that. We know God, God called me to do something and, and, and to do this and his hands upon my life. And I want to do what God has called me to do. I don't want to live beneath the potential. I want to live, I, I want to live above the potential. Uh, and, and when God starts working on you, your potential is not limited by what you think it's limited by. But when God starts working on you, what you have to realize is He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think beyond what that potential is that we think we've got. But, uh, but there's a whole, if you think about it, this little light right here is limited by a 60 watt bulb or a 40 watt bulb, but it's got a lot more than 40 watts of power that are flowing. It's got a lot more potential than that. And I, I, that, I want God to use me. I want God to do a work in me. I want God to use me for what His glory is, for what He desires to do. And I know that's you. You want God to use you. But sometimes we can allow ourselves to get disconnected. And we don't realize how important our connection in the body of Christ is. How important us being here 9.30 on Sunday morning is to come into the body of Christ and, and connect with others as we all together connect with God. And, and that's what we've got to have. And that's what, because God then, all, all of a sudden, I, I believe already, you've sat there in the seat that you're in and you've thought about what God has purposed in your life. And you've thought about uh, the potential that you have and in your mind, even some have thought, God, what could I have done or what could I have been? You gotta stop thinking like that. You gotta realize that this whole service is designed for one thing, and that is to reconnect with the body and to reconnect with your purpose and to reconnect with what God has called you to do and, and to realize that God's hand is and has been upon your life. He just cut the switch on this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got to stay connected. We've got to stay connected. If we feel we've disconnected, we've got to reconnect. We've got to reconnect. I got Brother Cruz to grab this for me. Uh, it's just pipes and couplets. And uh, I want you to think about something. This pipe is strong. It would take a great force to destroy this pipe. It would take a lot of PSI to cause this pipe 
to explode, right? It would take a lot of power because this thing is designed to take on a lot. And so what they do when they're putting these pipes together is they connect them with a coupling wherever the pipe finishes a coupling goes in, right? Grab me a, a couple more pipes. And, and, and so, not only that, sometimes the pipe has to go a different direction. And so, then the coupling becomes, what is that, a 90 degree, is that right? Is it what? And so, then, it's not just one pipe. It's not just one pipe, but now it's becoming something stronger than just a pipe, something bigger than just one pipe. This pipe all by itself isn't going to become much. Sometimes that's us. We've got potential. We've got potential. But all alone, all we're going to be is a two-foot piece of pipe. But when we are coupled together with the body, even though we might be different, even though we might not have the same place in the body, when we are coupled more with this, it becomes more than what it was. More than just a two-foot piece of pipe. Can I tell you, you are more than what you are. You are designed for more than what you have obtained. And God has more purpose in your life.
If he can get you in disagreement, not agreement. If he can get you breaking down bridges, not building up bridges. Then he's going to sever you from your purpose because he knows where the weak spot is and where the weak place is. So he wants you critical of it. Well, there's a weakness there. Yes, it is. Make it stronger, not weaker. Make it stronger, not weaker. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are the body of Christ. We are designed to be connected. We need to be connected in this hour. To be connected. And I'm getting ready to close. I know my time is almost up. To be connected. At some level. We have to become involved. I'm not telling you what level your involvement is. But to be connected. At some level, you have to become involved. Got to become involved. If you don't become involved, you will continuously feel like you're this isolated island and you're not connected to the rest of the body. Involvement is where we become connected. Involvement is where the enemy wants to attack you. So you cannot connect to the rest of the body. Because if you're not involved, you will feel disconnected. Now for the church and for the leadership in the church, it's important for us to make room for involvement. To make space for involvement in the ministries that God has placed us in. We, we should be training others. We should be looking to people to help train us. We should be training others and we should be involved ourselves. And that threefold cord right there will strengthen each and everything. You see... Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Hallelujah. And, and in that, if we look, and I know I want to close quick, and, and, and time is of the essence, but Luke 22, very quickly, the ESV. And at first, it's not going to sound like you're going to be like, what's this got to do with this? Give me a second, you'll see. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. This we do to remember him. Y'all go ahead and they're going to pass these out. You take one if you want to participate. He said this do in remembrance of me. So in communion, we remember him. But what the Lord has shown me about this is remembrance is not just remembering up here. It's also remembering ourselves to the body of Christ. It is remembering myself so just like John's dad 
was doing what he was supposed to be doing. Each and every day, he was going to be at that altar of incense. It may have been mundane. It may have been repetitive. He, he may have thought, I'd rather be at the brazen labor today. But he kept doing what God called him to do. Regularly, consistently. We are called to do what we are called to do. And so I, I've got these just because this is part of reconnecting to the body of Christ. It's reconnecting to Jesus. It is, communion is when we eat of his body, we reconnect with him. When we drink of his blood, we reconnect with him. I'm telling you, God is one. I, I was at General Conference and I was in the farther, one of the farthest back seats on the risers at the furthest point. And I'm standing up there and I can just, no matter how large it was, I could feel the presence of God in that building. I could feel the presence of God through the ministry of the word as it was coming forth. And, and I realized at that point in time that and for me, general conference is that time I go there to be reconnected to the body of Christ as far as the organization that we're a part of. And, and I go there to feel God and to connect with uh, other pastors and, and with my leaders and I felt it so important and I was there and I almost just began to weep because I felt that remembering I felt that coming together ended up we had a foreign missions offering that night that we raised a record five million dollars for foreign missions and and I, 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 I God moved on me in that remembering process and I gave $5,000 which was a, a, a lot of money and I, I didn't necessarily you know I'm just like I, I, it, uh, we were putting down a less amount but God can ever do that God deals with you about something and you keep putting less you know you, you kind of bargain and it's like $5,000 what about $300 then what about $1,000 you know, then I had to go back with what the Lord had told me. But when I did, I just felt this connection. Sometimes you've got to be connected to something bigger than what you are doing. If you think about Joseph and his dream, and he had this dream, but his dream never came to pass. And he became more an interpreter of others' dreams. And turned around and his dream came to pass. How can I help you obtain your vision? Because if I can help you obtain your vision, then I'll turn around and see my vision has come to pass. And, and, and so communion is that time of remembering. And I want to ask you just to stand with me all over and, and let's just pray and seek the Lord for a moment. If you're going to be part of the next service, you can partake of communion now or you can wait till then, or you can do it both times. It's completely up to you. I will tell you we're, we'll do it there also. I want you to pray right now. God, don't pray my prayer. Just pray like I do. Forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of my busyness. Forgive me of the things I've done wrong. 
Forgive me, oh God, of the mistakes that I have made. As I forgive those that have caused pain in my life, God, I ask you to forgive me as I forgive them. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. God, do a work inside of me today. And let me commit to what you've called in my life. Let me connect to the body that you've placed me in. Let me be your bride, the bride of Christ in this hour, Jesus. Lead me and guide me into all truths. Help me to find the weak spots at my connection and strengthen me. Help me to build bridges, not burn them down. In Jesus' name. Somebody said amen. amen. Now, if you will, if you want to participate, peel the first layer off and take the bread. And he says, and he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. Go ahead and break it. He gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Take a moment, close your eyes, and take of his body. Could you take a moment, step down from where you are, if you're comfortable, come to the altar, and let's just take a moment and let God remember us. Let Him reconnect us. Let Him heal all the hurts. Let Him minister in all the things of life that have wanted to disconnect us, that have tried to dismember us. Let's just cast all our cares upon Him because He cares for us. Take just a few moments today.
and reach out to the Lord of glory. God, I love you so much. Take a few minutes this morning and reach out to God. God, I want to be connected. I don't want to be an island. I don't want to be isolated anymore. God, I want to be connected with your vision. I want to be connected with your church. I want to be part of your body, God. Oh, Lord. I don't want to just be potential, God. I want your power to flow through me. I want your anointing, God, to saturate in my life. I want your word, oh God. Your anointing, destroy all the yokes, Lord, in the name of Jesus.
the reconnection I believe we all feel in this place. Thank you for being here for this amazing 930 church. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week at 930. You can be dismissed. Brother Parks is going to come give you dismissing uh, announcements and prayer. God bless you in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Mm-hmm. 